Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast. I am Matt. I will be hosting along with my magnificent co-hosts, uh, Liz Harper and Joe Perez. And thank God I didn't say Liz Perez and Joe Harper like my brain was trying to make me do. That's just Joe it's, Harper. What a strange it, name. Joe Harper sounds like the hero of like a, a, a like a <laughs> off-brand, you know. Liz, uh, you can just you can just hop, out, you hop on my shoulders. We'll become one person in a trench coat. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, you be like Ferator? Yeah. Or Master Master? Okay. Now, regardless, however, they're here, they're great, and they are not like some kind of weird two-headed ogre. We did that once on this podcast. We're not going back. <laughs> well, yeah, stuff's happening. Um, like one thing we found out today, which I don't think anybody was expecting. Uh, well, obviously, some people were expecting it, like the people who did it. Um, Diablo 4 has got its Season 2 announcement. We now know, we knew when it was going to go out already, right? I knew. I think we already knew it was we, in October. We did not. Okay, we didn't I mean, know. I think we suspected because we did knew, know that Diablo for season one was going to end on October 17th, but now we know that season two is also starting on October 17th. Wow, so not even like a little bit, just swi- nope, swiping it's, into the other. I, zoom, we're zooming into the next season. No break, no break. I don't know how so, I feel about that. Yeah, because I kind of liked having the week off. Well, no, yeah. I, I will admit. Not only that, like the week off is fine, but like we were just talking last week about uh, seasons maybe not being in a place where we're all very happy with it and we're already going into another season. I maybe would have liked to have seen them have a brief interlude and maybe have sort of like an introspective moment about them before going right into the next one. I don't think that I think basically the third one is already practically ready. To oh, I, uh, like I know it's going to be break. I'm sure. Um, well, I will know one thing. I think they may have already kind of taken their time to like consider the seasonal format at least sometime because we are seeing some changes coming. Oh, you're going to mention. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll mention it really fast. Cause I'm looking right at it. Um, the, of course we're going to get more efficient inventory management for gems, which basically means they stack better and there's more of them per stack and all that good stuff. Um, I think they're also not going to be in just your bag. Like when yeah, you get think, gems, they go straight to the thing on the side that's like crafting reagents and stuff. Yeah, I think they're just total. They're reagents. You don't have to do inventory management with them at all, which is a headache. I don't think inventory management is a fun part of any game. But the another change that they made that is a pretty significant one is that Paragon points, skill points, potion charges, and obol capacity upgrades will now carry over into a new season once achieved with an eternal or previous seasonal realm character. So if you get your season character up to say uh, level 70 something, and you've got all the potion charges unlocked and you've got a bunch of Paragon, all of that will carry over, uh, which is very nice. And it's also a bit of a deviation. Yeah. They've done really a complete about face on renown since the beginning of the game, because at first, you know, when they first started talking about seasons, they were like, oh, no, you're renowned. You're going to have to re-earn your renown in the new season. 
And then we got to this place and they said, oh, all the renown you earned by discovering areas and collecting altars of Lilith, you'll keep that but nothing else. And now we've gone all the way. If you've earned renown in the, in the Eternal Realm or in a previous season, you have renown in the new season. Yeah. And, uh, and so also, like, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I do think they're listening to feedback because I think that frustrated a lot of people because particularly that last three levels of renown is a grind. So, oh yeah, big time. Yeah. Uh, also, we should point out that while these updates are, are in part for the season, for example, you know, chart changes to the function of status effects such as vulnerable, overpower, critical strike damage, and also elemental resistance, those are all going to get looked at and their functionality is going to get changed. It doesn't say exactly what they're going to do. Maybe they're going to make still, them better, but but we know still, they can look at. It's still pretty vague. I mean, yeah. there's a whole list of improvements they're going to make, quality of life stuff, but yeah, some of it's a little a, a little squiggly. We don't know. But the one thing I wanted to mention was that the, the, the note they put in after the bullet list here is the update to the above bullets and the ability to target specific, unique, and ultra-unique items as a drop will be available in both seasonal and eternal realms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's that's a really nice change for people who are you know targeting a weapon or an item, a piece of armor, because it has an ability that they need for their build, uh, which... Mm-hmm is bigger in D4 than I think it was even in D3 because there's no sets. Uh, nice. There's no set playing. So you kind of have to find the pieces that have the buffs you need for the build you're trying to go for. Like one of the one builds I was doing for a long time was the Thorns build. And it only worked because I had a chest piece that added like 20,000 Thorns. <laughs> yeah. And without that piece, it doesn't work. You just don't do enough damage with Thorns. But with that piece my thorns was high enough to build a thorns build. And if you can, can't target that piece, you know, it's a unique, if you can't target it, you're not going to have that build. So if that's what you're going for, you need to get that piece. So I think overall, that's a really good change. Um, uh, anything you guys want to talk to about before we talk about the season in general, like what it's called, what it's about the fact that Gemma um, Chan, who you may remember from Eternals or a, billion really cool shows in england uh she is the voice of the vampire hunter in this one so you know i yay. i i do want to mention that there are five new end game bosses coming to the game that's eternal and seasonal everyone will have these new end game bosses and that's just really cool i think the boss encounters in diablo 4 are really interesting and fun but we only have four bosses in the game right now and i've been there, done that. It's gotten a little a little old. So now we're getting yeah. five more, which I think is going to be pretty great. If they add them every season, that would be really nice. Oh um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We um, we didn't get any new ones this season, so it'll it'll be nice if they keep adding new ones, give us new mechanics, <laughs> new things to play with. Well, they did add one, but it's only for the season, right? The, quite the, frankly, yeah, the, that that's something that I feel like they should have reconsidered. Which I mean, I guess they have. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool. Like we're already seeing them being very flexible and switching, switching around things that they said they were going to do it this way. And now they're doing it that way. So I'm hopeful seasons will improve per player feedback. All right. Um, some stuff to mention before we talk about um, other possible stories, but we should mention the silver pig is still available uh, from Amazon prime gaming. If you just hook up your account to your, your battle net account. Only can... until the 24th though. Yep. So if you're, if you're listening to this, not live, you slightly too. Yeah. You may have missed it, but uh, if you are listening to us live or if for some reason, you know, we get the recording out early or something, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> you can still get it up till the 24th. And in my experience, that usually means the whole of the day, because mm-hmm. I know I've signed up a couple of times for things on that day, and I, I did it really late, but I still got them. Uh, they they base it off of West Coast time, too, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, check it, see if it's still being offered, if you want to grab it. Um, the the Kalimdor Grand Prix race thing, that's a dragon riding one, right? Yeah. Yeah. The In Kalimdor. Yeah. In Kalimdor. Dragon riding in Kalimdor, which is cool. That's going till the 28th. So that's next week, I believe, since the 24th yeah, yeah, is that's, Thursday. Uh, so should be but, next reset. I think we have it next reset, which is yeah. really good because I thought it only lasted a week and I just have not had time to do any of that. But now I can still go. Trans- and there's, on, which is 
all I care about. Yes, yes. There's one that I should mention because I did it. Uh, there's four tier skips from uh, Dragon, uh, you know, Diablo Four Season One. Not Dragon anything. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, but there's four of them available through Amazon Prime Gaming it's to the seventh of, of September. So you just mm-hmm. go again. You just go and you sign your. Uh, you link your character. Your I'm not your character. Your account uh, to Amazon Prime, and boom, you get it. That's how it worked. Um, I think I had to log in and out of Diablo Four. So it would recognize that yeah, I did it. Yeah, sometimes you have to do that with the games. Yeah. But I got them, used them, got a really ugly hat that I didn't like and I'm not using in my transmog. <laughs> but, you know, I got it. It's free and I have it, which is always a thing for me. Oh, I I finally got this. What, do you want like that hat? Oh, God, no, I would never wear it. Throw it in the back. But I have it. But my, my, as I say, my, but my lizard brain must collect it. Yeah, I, I have to have it. I don't have to use it. I just have to have it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, it's, you know, tier skips can be kind of annoying. I mean, tier skips can be kind of helpful because, t- you know, getting up to tier 90 can be a bit of a drag if you're just not playing every day. It's a whole lot. Whole yeah. Lot. Um, we get wild WoW classic hardcore this week, right? The 24th. Uh, yes. Have we, are we going to loop back and talk about Diablo for se- season two? Because we yeah, stopped yeah. talking about the theme. No, we are going to go back to that. I just wanted okay. to get all this, like, you know, boop, boop stuff out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, we got, so yeah, we mentioned that there's apparently this Thursday, we're going to have two new promotions coming for WoW, but we don't know what they are yet. Yeah. So Blizzard has started posting, like, here's what's happening in Warcraft this week. Here's what we're going to post on the blog. And it's like, on Thursday, we're going to get details about what these promotions are, but they've said they're a new promotion. So I kind of assume they're rolling out something new after the silver pig is gone. Yes. It has gone not live. Yeah. Yep. When you can't Words. get it no more. <laughs> they don't take your silver pig away if you get it, Tori guys. I know that's very important that you guys keep sparkly porkster around. I, I feel much the same one. Um, if someone touches sparkly porkster, I'm going to go mad. <laughs> I'm um, going to log on to the game right now and name my silver pig sparkly porkster. Yes. I- as well, you should. Right now. That should right be the, now. that should be the name. Um, but okay, we got that. Um, making sure we already talked about Diablo Four season one says season two ending thing. We got there. Uh, I should mention the Wow Charity Pets um, supporting Ukraine that have been around for a, like a month and a half now. How long? When did something this start? like that? At least a month. They're going to be ending on the 29th of September. Actually, actually August. I think I think oh. I have that wrong. Okay, yeah, I think I wrote 19, that down wrong, and it ends. Okay, uh, if, if it's August, uh, which we will figure out, um, then that's literally like no. next week. No, the 29th is not. Oh, tomorrow. 29th. Sorry, so use the 24th. Uh, don't do this to me, Joe. <laughs> ah, time, ah! time is messed up enough already. We don't need any help. Literally, I'm just going to see me like you could see me like, going, Joe, don't do it to me, man. Don't do it to me. And Joe's like, yes, you will learn. Revenge. Time means nothing. <laughs> like, what is it? My, fear my unspecified revenge. Uh, but yeah, so that's happening. And now we can actually move back to talking about stuff in more detail because, you know, we, we have the, the room to do so. Uh, uh, jumping Diablo- in. Go ahead. Jumping in. The Ukraine pets are only available t- until August 29th. So you just have another week. Yep. Uh, and I am sorry for miswriting the date on our on our list. of things. Not a big deal. And it got Joe to win the, the, the mental torture <laughs> war we have going. So... <laughs> But we should talk about real fast. Um, I actually want to mention the Diablo 3 Altar Rights deal because that's interesting to me. Uh, oh, it's it, fascinating. Season 28, which is, I believe, like still going, right? Like we're still yeah, technically it's still in. Going. Yeah, Diablo 3 Season 28. The we, Altar of Rights is the big mechanical doohickey theme of the season. It's It's a complicated talent system that's kind of bolted on over the other talent systems in Diablo three. Like we currently have Paragon and, and then we have regular talents and this goes over the top of those. And it's, it's got a lot of different ways to progress. You can progress down the tree in various different ways, but the progression system is tied to resources and achievements that you go through to unlock the next step. And that can be like, you can go a to B to C to D to E and each one would then tick down, or you could go A, C, you know, H, and those would still be like, you know, now you need the third unlock because you can select it in different ways. Um, 
they call it seals, by the way, and I keep forgetting that, which makes everybody's life harder. <laughs> but the abilities are called seals. And some of the seals are like, you know, you do more damage. And others are like, you know, your potions now give you a special legendary power when used. There's a lot of different angles to this, uh, the altar of rights and the seal system. Uh, but like I said, some of them are really complicated. Like one of them is something like get the staff of herding and then feed it into the altar of rights slash wood chipper. Um, <laughs> then there's one that's just collect a bunch of stuff from, from, you know, doing bounties. And then there's another one that's like, get a, get a powerful ancient legendary ring that allows you to go to the realm of greed and make untold billions of gold and, and just sacrifice it to the altar of reed to of rights instead of using it. So, it's yeah. a very, it's a very expensive and time consuming to work your way through the altar of rights. Yeah. Like it, I didn't get through all of it, uh, before I realized I had other stuff I had to do this season. Um, like, like a- the, Diablo Four existing, yeah, existing. and existing, yeah, because it is mm-hmm. it is a job. It is your job <laughs> now. Uh, what, what was the old thing about World of Starcraft? People just stopped peeing. Like it, it seriously <laughs> kind of felt like the game was demanding that I give up urinating, and I'm like, guys, Diablo Four is like tomorrow. I I, I just can't. Uh, but yeah, that's coming in, but it's not coming in this upcoming season. Um, the upcoming season is season 29. And season 29 is, as far as we know, the, it's been told to us by the devs that season 29 is the last unique new season for Diablo 3. Um, season 30, which is the season where we're going to get the Altar of Rights permanently added to Diablo 3, is going to be like a, basically a retread season. And it very well might be the Altar of Rights again, since they're putting it back in permanently. We don't know what it's going to be. We, we don't know much at all about Season 30, other than they're going to add the Altar of Rights during it. But Season 29 does have a lot of changes. It's actually a complete redesign of the Paragon system. Um, we talked about this last week, uh, yeah, so I don't I want to so. throw too much. But the important thing is, Season 29 is the last official, unique, you know, we came up with a theme for this season. This is what the theme is. Go. Uh, and then... Season 30 is going to be the first of the new remixes they're kind of doing with, with Diablo three seasons, because you know, the game is head is heading towards maintenance mode. Uh, it is possibly the most design work I've ever seen on a game. That's getting ready to go into maintenance mode. Uh, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, if nothing else, it means they might iron out some of the kinks of stuff. Like for instance, the altar of rights, like I said, it is incredibly complex to get through. <laughs> it is like, Joe, did you ever like look at the altar rights, or did you say I'm not even touching? This? I went to the I'm not even touching it. Yeah, I figured because man, uh, it it makes the altar rights system makes the Paragon system from Diablo Four seem reasonable to me. Like, yeah, <laughs> huge tiles full of stuff that I can. Yeah, that's fu- bring me more tiles. I, I I like tiles, and I don't have to sacrifice like any kind of magical artifact that grants me immense power or wealth in order to unlock a talent. Um, cause yeah, whew, boy, it was, it was daunting. Some of those were really daunting. Um, the one that's really hard is you have to get a specific book. I can't remember the name of the book, but in order to get it, you, it drops off of random mobs and like act, I think in act one kind of near the, uh, near the, uh, estate that the King used to have the one where you first start, you know, you go down into the, 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 the level of agony and all that stuff where you get to see the. The, the queen's ghost after her head got cut yeah, off. Yeah, Leoric's, Leoric's Manor. Leoric's Manor, yeah. There's like one book that you can find in a fireplace there. And you have to basically <laughs> just keep going back. And, you know, is it here this time? Nope. Okay. Leave, reset, come back. Uh, so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff in that. I was not happy about that book. It's not, it's not hard. It's just, is it there or not? I really don't like that kind of thing. And Diablo 3 does it a few times. Like the whole deal with the Chiltara Cave. Um, in order to get the gem that you need to make the staff of herding, you have to go to the, the Chiltara cave, not the other cave. And so if the Chiltara cave is not the cave that is open in act four, you have to leave act four and reset in order to go back into act four. Okay. Now it's the right cave. Now I can go in and, and see if Chiltara drops the gem. Didn't drop the gem. Okay. I have to now go reset again and come back. Oh, no, no Chiltara. So I now have to reset again to see if I get to Tara's cave. So I can go to Chitara again and see whether or not they drop the gem. I don't like that. That is a lot of resetting over and over again to try and get a random drop. And it's one thing when it's the staff of herding, because the staff of herding is just so you can open a way to Whimsyshire, which is optional. But 
in order to play the uh, Altar of Rights through, you have to make a Staff of Hurting. So you have to get that gem. Just put it on a really hard boss or something. If you're going to make me do this, the, the amount of resetting you're making me do to get it is kind of ridiculous. But, you know, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I'll shut up to let you talk. I don't really have an opinion. It's all at Liz talk. Uh, I think it's going to be better as a non-seasonal mechanic. Because, I mean, a season you have three months, maybe four months to complete this. And it's ridiculous. It's so much. Yeah. So I think... As a non-seasonal mechanic, as part of the core game, you can gradually work your way through it at your own pace. You don't have to throw your first staff of hurt. You know, if you decide, hey, I don't want to throw my staff of hurting into the fire. You can, you know, get get whatever you want to. You know, you just you can work. You have as much time as you want. You yeah. aren't you aren't constrained, and you can just say, man, I. I don't want to use the staff of hurting. It's not worth sacrificing my staff of hurting for this power. I'm just going to keep it and not keep advancing here. And that's fine. There's no pressure. So I think, I think it's going to be better. Yeah. I mean, it will come down to also like we, they've said they're making changes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll, we'll have to see what those changes are, but regardless, I mean, I think it is interesting to see that season 29 is going to have so much stuff in it. Um, yeah, it's it's going sure. to have the season, the, the, the single player mode. Um, the solo self found mode they're calling it. Uh, so you can do these seasons entirely on your own with no other people helping you. I think that's pretty interesting. Um, they're redoing Paragon, which is also pretty interesting. Um, the only thing I can't remember is the actual season theme. Um, does anyone remember what the actual season theme for <laughs> season, for season 29 is? Uh, hold on. I'm going to have to look for it. See, I can find it. We all have to look it up. I've just yeah. got Diablo four in my brain. Yeah, that's the same thing I have. It's my problem. I've, I've spent all day writing down Diablo 2 Season 4. Yeah. And then, like, yeah. Oh, God. three yeah. sentences later, realizing, no, wait. And then going back and saying Diablo 4 Season 2. Yes, that's correct. I'm on it. Yeah, it's it's got to be something. I mean, it's it's something. <laughs> I know it's it's one of these things. Uh, okay, here we go. The Visions of Enmity. We talked about this before. Oh, thank God. Yeah, it's it's not. <laughs> the Visions of Enmity are basically just a really complicated uh, way to do new kind of Nephilim Rift type experience uh, where you you basically kill a bunch of demons. One of the demons opens a portal into a hell realm called the, the Vision of Enmity. You go in there and you fight demons there and they've got an added special ability. There are various kinds of abilities. And when you're in the Vision of Enmity, they can drop another portal that will take you into another Vision of Enmity. So you can basically just keep going into Visions of Enmity. Like, you know, hey, you dropped another one. Boom. I'm going in there. Uh, but that's basically it for the Visions of uh, the, They're called Diabolical it's a, lot of, it's a lot of killing demons and yeah, killing more demons. And it's Diablo's whole thing. Yeah. If they weren't also doing the solo play mode and the Paragon shakeup, uh, I would kind of be a little underwhelmed. But combined with those two things, it's actually a pretty busy season. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's... But that's when season 29 is going to be too. That's, that's the whole thing. So I think we've covered that. Um, we can talk about the Hearthstone getting the wild game mode expansion, because I don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> so if, if I feel bad because Joe, I feel like I'm totally boxing you out of talking. Is there anything you want to say, man? It's okay. Keep going. Okay. Um, <laughs> Liz, please explain to me what's going on here. Like, what is this season going to be? Um, I mean, this isn't a season, though there actually is a new season starting today because Hearthstone is 20 different games in a trench coat. Um, It's the Caverns of Time expansion, which is aptly named because it's only applicable to Wild Mode. Wild Mode is Hearthstone's game mode where this is no holds barred. Any set, anything you want to play. There are a few cards that aren't playable in Wild, Wild Mode, but mostly mostly it's it's whatever you got you can make all sorts of crazy uh crazy decks from all everywhere all the time all cards all the time and uh it's uh, like like it is it's pretty wild uh whereas standard hearthstone game modes only let you use cards from the core set and the past several expansions so you have a limited pool of cards but in wild mode it's every card just all the cards so many cards and uh, this is the first time they've released an expansion specifically for Wild Mode, and it's uh, it's kind of interesting. Wild Mode has always felt maybe a little, like, uh, just kind of an offshoot. It's not, when you watch Hearthstone tournaments, it's not what they're playing. They're playing standard. It's just, it's just not 
really the big thing they promote. It's just kind of a, a side thing. Oh, hey, play in wild, use all your other cards, try these new crazy combinations. And now this is a really big step of official support to it because they're releasing cards that are only for wild mode. You can't play these in standard game modes. They're just for people who want to enjoy the chaos that is wild mode. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that they'd never done that kind of expansion mode, so that's cool. No, no. I mean, all the expansions are, you know, they're for standard mode. They're expanding the standard mode. And I mean, when they add more cards to standard, they're also adding them to wild. But it's it's been focused on, like, the game as a whole, whereas this is specifically for players who enjoy wild. Uh, it's 147 new cards. And uh, wait, I'm wrong about that. It's uh, 34 brand new cards, but 113 like revised old cards. It calls them buffed reprints. So, yeah, they're basically uh, going through and doing what Magic does with their alchemy cards mm-hmm. and trying to update them and uh, for their online gameplay. So like uh, a Vertigree points out, Cthun is getting an update as an example, right? Uh, so that's coming out on August 31st. And it's just, it's interesting to see Hearthstone going in different directions. Maybe, maybe it's not that strange because Hearthstone always goes in every direction all the time. You do, you cannot keep track of how many games are crammed into this one game. That's all I got. I'm very sorry that at that moment, an ad on our site started playing and I think everybody watching this heard it. But My nobody bad. listening to the recording did. So we're good. Um, so yeah, we talked, we covered that, uh, I guess at this point we should probably should talk about Diablo Four Season Two <laughs> because we have not actually talked about what it is yet. Uh, and what it is is the Season of Blood, which I mean, if the name doesn't tell you, uh, it's it's a game about us, the, the heroes of Sanctuary, donating blood to help <laughs> save people. No, it isn't, of course not. If we're hey, donating blood, we're doing it by killing people. Um, <laughs> but what it is is vampires. Straight up, the theme is vampires. Uh, we get new vampire powers. Uh, we fight vampires. The new bosses that Liz mentioned earlier are vampires. So I'm going to turn this to you guys. What do you think about vampire season? Inevitable. Like, I, I'm not saying that to be like curt or flippant or anything like that. But with everything we saw, with everything that was being added to Diablo Immortal, with the storyline of Diablo 4, we've talked about this a bunch. Um, the theme of it being revolving around blood in general, it was only a matter of time, especially when you, and I guess mild spoilers, if you haven't done the campaign, uh, but I think it's been long enough that I think we're okay. But like when you beat the main campaign and you go into the capstone dungeon, what are you fighting? You're, you're fighting a bunch of, of, of vampires and, you know, people that are, you know, supposed to be with the church. So it, it was inevitable. I'm I'm here for it. I'm here for expanding that and seeing what that is all about. So, all right, Liz. I I agree with Joe that this was inevitable. There is so much vampiric content already in the Baby Apple Four, and it's a lot of question marks. Right? We go into these old bastions of the Cathedral of Light, and it's like, oh, vampires, vampires everywhere, and since. Way back in the beginning, I've I've been curious about the game's theme of blood magic because everybody's out there using blood magic. You see uh, Lilith teaches Venard to use blood magic. You see Sister Octavia using a blood magic ritual to expel demons and in demonic possession. There's something weird. There's something weird, I think, very specifically about the blood of the the human race not just the nephilim but everyone there's some power in this which makes so sense not, because humans are evolved from nephilim right right so it's not surprising at all that we would carry on this blood theme i would really like to see some story some explanation of okay what what is going on with blood magic we see both sides using it we see the cathedral which has these it feels like the modern cathedral has kind of moved away from it. Like it's kind of like passe, but in older religious buildings, you see a lot of artwork where it's like there's drops of blood. There are rituals involving blood shown in the art in these old cathedral of light locations. So every, everyone here is using their blood magic. And uh, I, I just, I'd really like to dig into this story 
but I'm a little concerned because season one had less story than I wanted. And it's possible that this is just going to be like a very light set dressing. That's just an excuse to kill vampires. Which I mean, even that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Who doesn't love murdering vampires? That's pretty great. Diablo's all about murdering the undead and demons and et cetera, et cetera. But I, I do, I'm very curious about what story elements are about that. So if they give me a little of that, I'll be really happy. And if they don't, I'll be kind of disappointed, but still play it anyway. And this one's for Matt. But uh, so, and somewhere, Eric Brooks crooks an eye and says, vampires, excellent. <laughs> yeah, I actually don't get that one. Blade's real name. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, I was thinking, totally thinking of, uh, what's his name? The other guy, Cannibal King. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of him. Sorry. I always forget yeah. about Blade. I shouldn't forget Wait. about Blade. Blade was the best part of like the the Avengers at one point. Did you, go, did you read those when Blade yes. was in the Avengers? Yeah, they were amazing. Uh, but to get back to what we're talking about here in terms of uh, this thing, one of the things I want to see is, does it involve that chalice that we were the ones who went in and got? There was the evil... Uh, ancient, there was an evil bishop who'd gotten himself these, like, I think it was the Crimson Chalice or the Blood Chalice. Mm-hmm. And he, a bunch of the knights had drank from it and they were all getting sick and turning into vampires. And we went and killed that dude and we got the chalice and we brought it to his sister who immediately vanishes and we never see her again. Um, also, just don't, kind, for, don't forget that when we were doing the exorcisms, what are we doing with the exorcism as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, chalice. Uh, we're putting blood in it. It's a blessed chalice, and the chalice is blessed by anointing it with the blood of sinners. You have to go and kill a whole bunch of bandits and fill the chalice with their blood in order for it to become blessed to do this ritual. Yeah, and I gotta say, that's hard to do for me, because when I hit people, (laughs) they tend to go flying into chunks. It's like, how am I going to get blood out of this guy? He doesn't even have a torso anymore. You probably, that just means you have to kill a whole lot of them and collect the blood like one splatter at a time. Yeah, it's it's not fun, uh, but yeah, that is actually one of the things you have to. Then you have to like take a piece of like the pyre that they've burned sinners on before, and you have to jam that in the chalice, and then boom, it's it's blessed now, yay! It's it's blood and death all the way down. So yeah, it is interesting season theme. I I do find myself wondering if at any point we're going to get the uh, the blood knight type class. What were they called in in Diablo Immortal? The new ones are they just called blood knights? Or like, do we remember what they're called? Aren't aren't they called Blood Knights? I, I thought they remember. were Blood Knights. <laughs> the problem I have is that Blood Knight is also in World of Warcraft, so I don't know if it's like it's not. They're not elves, so they can't be those Blood Knights. But are they Blood Knights? Is that what they're called? So yeah, my my brain won't. It is. Won't do they it. are indeed Blood Knights. So Yay. we can keep mixing up our franchises and being confused. But yeah, we've got a little cinematic uh, that's been put up. It's it's the announcement trailer. It's a season of blood announcement trailer with Gemma Chan, who you may know from like a whole bunch of different movies. The one I constantly remember from is like Eternals and uh, Captain Marvel. Cause she's in both of them playing completely different characters because you know, Gemma Chan can do anything. Uh, but she's also been in a lot of really great shows over in England. Uh, and I don't know if she was in crazy rich Asians or not. I can't remember. Cause I saw that and I thought it was really good, but I don't remember anybody <laughs> from it. It was just one of those things where I just didn't learn any names and I feel like a terrible person. This happens to me a lot, though, because I don't know who anybody in Knives Out is, um, <laughs> except for James Bond and Captain America. <laughs> like everybody else, I'm like, I'm, um, who are you? Uh, and of course, calling them James Bond and Captain America is not exactly what their names are. Uh, but regardless, so but, that's happening. But I, I immediately understood you. Um, I, I will say Gemma Chan is playing a character named Eris. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Uh, who is a vampire hunter you will be teaming up with in order to uh, try and remove this scourge of undead from the lands of sanctuary, or at least figure out where they're coming from. Uh, do you, I have a question for y'all. Do you think we will finally figure out where the blood bishop comes from and why he is in like 25% of sanctuary's dungeons? I hope so. <laughs> Joe? <laughs> I mean, I want to say I hope so, but the likelihood of that happening is no. Um, um, but it would be nice to know why his little squishy body is everywhere. He just keeps popping up. How? How does he even transport himself from dungeon? Well, he uses the he uses the weird blood tentacles underneath Sanctuary. Clearly, <laughs> I mean, the guy is even pulling up blood tentacles. Like the reason I started that th- that thorns build we were talking about earlier was mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. with the thorns build, 
every time he hit me with like the tentacles to stun me and drain blood out of me to heal himself, he would do like 10 times more damage to himself from my thorns. So I would watch as his health would try to go up and then it would just go do, 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 do. One time, like I, the first time I used it, I killed him just standing there as he drained my blood. It just, it, it took all his health and he died. So that's, that's why I always remember that he does that. I always remember he does the blood drain attack because I saw him kill himself with it. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, it's not just players anymore. Character, you know, NPCs can do the same kind of dumb stuff. Um, but yeah, I definitely, uh, I am worried they're going to have a lot of mobs in the game with that uh, vampiric affix. Have you guys ever fought those things? I'm a bear, mm, so it really doesn't right. bother me. No, it bothers <laughs> me because they heal to full. It doesn't. You know, they die before they ever get close to me with the with my shockwave build. I don't worry about it. Yeah, I think when you get up to higher levels, you start running high higher levels of of nightmare. You'll start worrying about it because they get to a point where you just can't kill things that fast. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. Any rate, yeah, that's that's coming. That's cool. Uh, I'm really interested to f- that we found out about it now. I wasn't really su- expecting to. Um, Oh, and Liz mentions this later, and I forgot. I shouldn't have forgot because I noticed it happening. Um, Warcraft Rumble launched last week in Canada. I happen to mm-hmm. live in Canada, and so I was aware that it launched, <laughs> but I didn't get it because I completely don't have time. It's like, when am I going to play Warcraft Rumble? It's going to be on my iPad, and that'll be it. I'll, I will never look at it. I'll never play it. I just don't have time. Uh, but my wife downloaded it and did not like it because she couldn't get connected. Oh yeah, that would that would really that would really hurt the gameplay. When you're doing soft launches, uh, one of the problems can be that the you know the system that that allows you to play those games, the various uh, networks and connections and so forth, can be taken out fairly easily. Um, we lost, I think it was like for two days. We had like a major downages across the entire uh, nation of Canada due to people like doing uh, specific attacks on our infrastructure. Uh, same people who were attacking Dallas, uh, and I'm not saying it's the Russians, but it's the Russians. Um, so yeah, th- that happened. So I can't tell you about what Warcraft Rumble is like. I will probably try and download it myself this week and give it at least an hour of my time, um, because I've heard good things about it, and I'm, I'm sure my wife and I would like to play it. But right now, I, don't know anything. I have asked fellow Canadian Corey to write us a post about it. And I see you in chat, Corey. So consider this your reminder that you promised me a post. I would, I would say something like, Ooh, you in trouble, but I, then I would <laughs> have to be in trouble for all the posts. And I promised. I, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm just, just reminding you because we all forget things and because time is complicated. And none of us understand what time is anymore. So yeah, I just, I can't play it right now. I'd like someone to write about it. That's all I got. I understand what time is. It's the fire in which we burn. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's what it is. He, he, you know, uh, you, you have, uh, what was the name of that character? Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> you, you get, you get, uh, you know, Malcolm McDowell to play the guy. He kills Captain Kirk. I should remember his name. Soren, Dr. Soren. There it is. Oh, except, wow. except you always just think of him as Malcolm McC- McDowell. It doesn't yeah, matter. Movie, what it doesn't matter. Name like, like you can go back and watch Tank Girl. So this is Malcolm McDowell. It's like this is how it is, right? The only time that I didn't just think of him as Malcolm McDowell is there's a a something I watched him in. It was a relatively low budget movie, but it's Malcolm McDowell's in it, and so is the guy and Derek Jacoby. Both of them are in it. And Malcolm McDowell and Derek Jacoby in the same room at the same time, it's very hard for me to know which one is which. <laughs> so I have to remind myself constantly, okay, I'm going to have to call Malcolm McDowell by his character name, or I'm never going to remember. Oh, oh that's, that's tough. Yeah. And um, I don't know, John Arenicus. I don't know why I'm throwing David Warner into this, but he was amazing <laughs> and I'm sad he's gone. Uh, anyway, anything else besides Warcraft Rumble, or are we finally at the point where we should start trying to do some emails here? Uh- well, we did have a Hearthst- a new Hearthstone Battleground season started today. Okay, anything to we, we talked about it last week, so is there anything We did new? talk about it last week, but it, it now it's live and right. uh, I love Hearthstone Battlegrounds. I'm so excited about it. We're bringing anomalies to the Battlegrounds, which are a new weird thing that will happen at the beginning of every Battleground like uh hey, everyone's playing Sire Gnathries this battle which uh, right, I know threw us, that one. Yeah. yeah, that threw us all for a loop 
last week. But uh, now it's live and you can go into Hearthstone Battlegrounds and that might happen. You just don't know. All right, cool. Um, also, Twist's getting some stuff from the uh, new expansion yeah. in, its, in its season one as well, which is what it's currently in, right? Twist is, Twist is uh, currently in season one, or is it not yet? That's a really good question that I don't know the answer. I keep trying to open the article, we, but unfortunately we have an ad we, that's just auto-playing, so I can't. We we have a beta. Uh, we had like a beta season. I'm not sure if they considered the beta season like season one, or was that like season zero and now it's season one? Fair enough, but I mean, I'm assuming it's not, you know, I'm assuming it's either season one now or it will be season one soon because they are adding stuff from uh, the new expansion to season one. So uh, regardless, I think that basically sums it all up. Uh, we didn't talk that much about WoW Classic Hardcore, but it's WoW Classic Hardcore. You, uh, you, you die. Well, you I'll, keep going. Go ahead. I'll, I'll do a little bit about it because I know a little bit about it. This is one of those things that does not interest me at all. Like, I don't want to play it, but I find it really, really fascinating. Uh, so, yes, on the 24th, WoW Classic Hardcore will go live and you will be able to play on Hardcore Realms where when you die, you are dead. You can come back as a ghost and kind of talk to people <laughs> or transfer your ghost to a non-Hardcore Realm, but uh, you are not playing with your friends on the Hardcore Realm anymore. It will have duels to the death, so you can go in and if you want to duel someone, have fun, but you're still going to die. You're going to die and you're going to be gone forever. The character is gone. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. Um, and there are some interesting new rules changes coming into it that seem like they're going to encourage you to get out in the world and participate in the world. Is that like the 24-hour lockdown for a lot of dungeons? Yeah, a lot of dungeons are going to have a lockdown, so you can't just go into a dungeon and, like, chain level only in instance content. It's like you're going to do a dungeon and you're going to have a lockout period. And you can't go back and just repeat that dungeon. So maybe you could go to another dungeon and run that, but then you need to go to another dungeon and run that. And you're going to have to go out in the world and participate. And there's always going to be risks. Uh, I believe they've made power leveling harder so you can't get like a level 60 friend to go into the dungeon and kill everything while you sit at the entrance um but they've made some interesting tweaks to the game where you're really gonna have to be out in the game world uh put yourself at risk and uh hopefully not die all right well i mean if that's what you're looking for if you're looking for hardcore mode you're gonna get it in two days as mm -hmm, we're recording this mm -hmm. and it will have been yesterday or so when if we're listening to the recording but now I am going to actually move on to the emails. I think we can maybe get one or two in. Um, basically, if you know the drill, guys, if you've got a question you want to ask us on this podcast and not say Lore Watch or um, Tavern Watch or what have you, you can send any questions for any of the podcasts to podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Um, but the subject line, podcast or Blizzard Watch, so we know it's for this show as opposed to those shows. Um, or you can go to our patron q and podcast questions channel if you're a patron and that's that's really great if you can do that because you know it helps support the site and that's why we look there first for questions but if you can't support us financially we totally understand uh there's lots of stuff ways to support us there's supporting us by sharing our links and telling people oh these guys are cool there's supporting us by going to the various places where you listen to these podcasts uh be it spotify be it youtube and interacting with it giving it a positive review uh, you know, commenting, all that stuff. Because the algorithm rules our lives like a twisted mechanical god. Oh, yeah. And uh, you can help us sate it and get our stuff out there. Um, as is usually the case, I'm going to read the questions. Actually, I, I, sometimes I'm, you guys read them. But I don't want to make you guys... I don't want to do that whole thing where I have to force one of you to read them. So I'm going to just <laughs> pick a bunch and read them because I'm wearing an eye patch and you can't see it, but it means I'm 150% more piratical. Which is great, I guess. Some people seem to like that. Anyway, first one. Hello, my Wendigos. Hi. I don't think we're Wendigos, but cool. Um, every WoW expansion has these constant catch-up mechanics so that players who come back after a while can get into the current endgame. Maybe it shouldn't? Could we maybe just use the older content, like previous raids, to bridge that gap instead? My name's also Joe, but you can call me JJ if it's easier because my dad's name is also also Joe. <laughs> and most people in my family call me JJ for Joe Jr. Um, our Joe, 
Yeah, I have I have opinions. Um, I can understand why you would say that, but that's that's how it used to be. So in the before times, uh, before modern game design reached its way to WoW, uh, when you were moving, let's say, from classic to or vanilla to Burning Crusade and from Burning Crusade to Wrath of the Lich King, there weren't catch up mechanics. You had to go through the previous content. If you wanted that gear from those raids to sort of give you a boost moving into the next expansion, you still went through the raids, you got the stuff and you moved forward. The problem with that is it becomes very, very time consuming and it becomes a barrier because so while some players do like it, turns out the vast majority of them don't. They want to, if they're coming back after a hiatus and they're coming back specifically for the new hotness that is, you know, the current expansion or the current content, they don't want to generally say, well, you have to do these three things before you get to the thing you really want to do. And the problem with that is then those players go, okay, cool. I guess I'm just not playing anymore. And they just stop. Um, Mm -hmm. That's that's why catch-up mechanics started becoming a thing. And that's why that sort of design philosophy started really entering into WoW. Um, It's all about making it easier for those players to come back and experience the new content. There's a lot of players that wouldn't have come back, let's say, for Dragonflight. Uh, who skipped Shadowlands entirely if they had to go through Shadowlands. Like, I, I can I can see the group of people, like, I know probably maybe a dozen or so that wouldn't be playing right now otherwise. it Because it just wasn't something they were interested in. They didn't like the concepts. They didn't like what was going on. Or maybe they played for a little bit and didn't like the raids. So I, I understand what you're saying, and, and I, I get where there's sort of like a desire for that. But I do think that catch-up mechanics are a good thing. I think it encourages players to come back even after they take a break for whatever reason and feel like they're not missing everything and not feel alienated. So that's my two cents. What do you guys think? Liz? I wonder if you could do a twist on this and like say, well, okay, look at that old content, but where, like, where is it now? Like, think about... I'm thinking about Black Temple right now because we just ran it in time walking last week. And it's like, so yeah, we can go back in time walking, but okay, Outland is still there. We defeated Illidan many, many, many years ago. What's going on with Black Temple right now? Is it abandoned? Have new people come and set themselves up there? But then is that new content or is that old content? I mean, that's what I'm saying. You could mix and match. You could go back to old places and say, okay, well, the story has advanced while you've been over here. There are now new people here doing new things, and uh, you can check out content that is both new and old. So you're kind of reusing some of the themes and assets that you already have that already exist in the game, but you're building on that and advancing the story. But in terms in, in terms of the, the question, though, from, mm-hmm. from Joe here, how, like, so you're, you're, Going back with the content, and that's fine. The experience, I that I'm on board with. Like, I think that's cool. But how does that replace the catch-up mechanic? Yeah, I don't know. I don't right. know about that part. Right. So, like, you, what you're Oddly saying enough, is absolutely while great. Was talking, I was coming up with a way that it could replace the catch-up. Mechanic. Okay, go, go, tell us. Because I was thinking about it in terms of like the thing we don't have anymore that I really liked for small group or even single players is we don't have scenarios. I mean, occasionally mm-hmm. we get one. Like that's just a baked in one, like where you just find yourself in a scenario and okay, I guess I'm going, it's part of the quest. Um, but one of the things you could do is actually create small group or even single player experiences that use those places and show you where they are at now. Hmm. And by doing that, you could create a something that would literally last you multiple expansions and could be like a leveling thing for multiple levels. Like it just just have the loot scale to the level you are when you go through it. And maybe it doesn't give a ton of gear. But there but you do that with the leveling experience, right? Like when you yeah. choose the, you, you're you're already doing that when you play the game and you choose where you're going to level. Yeah, but now you could do it if you are just hit max level. You could go to one of them and run it. Rather than just, okay, going to do a bunch of world quests and hoping something drops or hoping I can, you know, go to this new event and kill this boss. Like you could add in new kinds of ways to do that sort of thing. But I would argue that that's still a catch up mechanic then at that point, right? Yeah, but it's a catch up mechanic that still uses the older content. 
Um, I'm, I, I get what you're saying is that we shouldn't bother, and I don't really see a need to do this. I'm just saying if you really wanted to use older content to create catch-up mechanics that could be evergreen. They, but I mean, they can, they, do and, and they've kind of done that in the past, right? Like Red and Chad has pointed out, and, and this is what was on my mind too, like Karazans, Skolomans, we've seen them bring old content up to current standards or at least uh, drop current gear or give you a boost and still experience some of the old things. Like Karazan is really the prime example of go back and here's where they are now. Yeah, um, yeah. But, like, again, that's still that itself is not a catch up mechanic, right? It's it drops okay gear, but it's not it's not bringing you up to speed necessarily. It's extra stuff at max level. Yeah, I think that you could basically do something where you go to Black Temple and it would bring you up to speed, like, or it would basically be as long as it's optional. I'm on board. Yeah, that's I'm not saying that this should replace. But we're, right now we have a whole bunch of different catch-up mechanics all happening at once. Like you, you know, and they keep adding in new ones. Okay, now yeah. in this one you go to this place and you farm like, and we're getting a new one in ten point uh, one point seven. We're getting oh, the yep. dream surges. Yep. yep. And it's like I get to a certain point. I I'm interested in the lore of the dream surges, but mm-hmm. I'm not interested in having to keep running them repeatedly to gather a resource to to buy gear from. See, and I and I like, and maybe I'm on the other end of the spectrum because like. My hunter, while I leveled it immediately at the like at the beginning of the expansion, once I hit max level on on my main, I'm a shaman. Mm-hmm. I went back and geared it up. Like I went from whatever the generic I think is like three seventy, three eighty, like the generic you wind up ending at when you're done leveling, and just didn't really play my hunter at all. And then we got to the end of this current uh, raid here, and I was like, you know what, I want to dust off my hunter. I really appreciated the ability to go and, and you know, spend uh, three days, I think is all it took me, three days to get to 421. And then I felt like I was actually, you know, contributing in the alt raids and things we were doing. And I got to do something that I wouldn't have gotten to do otherwise. So I don't. Yeah, I don't be, dislike because doing my main that. doesn't have to touch any of the catch up mechanics at all. Yeah, I don't dislike doing mm-hmm. that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I don't want to keep doing it over and over again. Like, if you're trying to boost more than one character this way, trust me, you will get sick of the very sight of whatever the current lightning essence or what have you is. I remember running when, when they had moved on to the go, you would go through the, uh, the, the, dra- the bronze, dra- bronze dragon shrine or whatever it's called. You go through into the alternate future and you fight those elementals and you fight the, the boss at the end. Future. Yeah, primalist future. I was doing that on four characters. I did not want to do it anymore when you're doing it on four character. That's the thing. I, I definitely don't want to get rid of any of that stuff. I don't want to get rid of catch up mechanics. I think they're great, but I would like to see other kinds of, of catch up mechanics. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see other kinds of ways for you by yourself, not with a big group of people by yourself to go experience that content and get a new story out of it, or maybe even just get the old story out of it. Like, imagine if you went, you could do a single player version of, um, go, we'll go again with, uh, you know, the black temple. You could go do a single player version of black temple. That is literally like you and uncle Chen go through and activate nodes to see what happened here. And when you activate the node, a single player version of the boss spawns, you kill him, you get a piece of gear that is up to the catch up level. And you do that for everything, and you're just seeing what is going on here. You know, I, I, I think there are ways to do it, is what I'm saying. And I think it would not be necessarily a bad idea. But just getting rid of catch-up mechanics, I'm absolutely opposed to. Yeah. I think the problem with catch-up mechanics is not that they exist, because they're great. They're really convenient. They let anyone who has maybe not played, not played recently, jump in and get, get up to par very easily. If you want to play, you can play. There aren't any like hard barriers where you have to spend weeks or months grinding at raid bosses. No, you can just get in and get gear that will put you that will set you up to jump into yeah. but Blizzard has hit on a formula for them. They've hit on a formula and everything has its own currency and there will be an event that spawns in one of the Dragon Isle zones. And you go to the event and random things spawn and you kill them and you gain currency, you do daily quests, and then you fight a boss at the end and then you get some gear. But it's like they've been doing a new one every patch. And on one hand, that's good because each level 
uh, each new event thing gives you higher level gear so you can keep on keep it up. But at the same time, it's kind of exhausting. Yeah. It's kind of exhausting to look at all these events that are all still going on. And it's just, it, it makes me tired thinking of how many currencies are involved in this that I am collecting at various times. So I, I wish there was some more variety. I see why they do it like this because, you know, they have a template that works. It works for what it is. And they can roll one out every patch with new themes and new stories. But it, it's it's really formulaic at this point. And I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a tiny bit tired, though I like the concept. I like getting ketchup. I like it that it's available. But I think we've pretty much covered this, you guys think? Yeah, I nod in my I nod in Hunter. Let's go. <laughs> okay, uh, JJ. Hopefully that helps. Uh, next one's from Tetsemi. Uh, I think he asked this for Liz in the queue, but I stole it because I what the heck. Uh, what feature from BG three <laughs> would you put in Cyberpunk, and what feature from Cyberpunk would you put in BG three? That would be uh, Baldur's Gate three for anyone out there who is living under a rock. Yeah, or if you're like me and you are living under a rock, you might still know it. But regardless, <laughs> uh, since. I will we'll ask Liz later because I don't think she actually has an answer. I uh, haven't played. I haven't seriously played either of these games. <laughs> yeah, I know. so go. I have Joe? an. I have an answer that will surprise probably nobody. Okay. You take the magic system from Baldur's Gate three and you put it into Cyberpunk, so it becomes Shadowrun. <laughs> and you take the cyberware system from Cyberpunk and you throw it into Baldur's Gate three, so you have artificers. That's that's what I want to swap. <laughs> they don't have artificers. Not in the same way. So like, oh right, okay. I didn't know. I didn't yeah. even look. Yeah. So it's it's it, they don't have the expanded classes. So in Baldur's Gate three, it's a lot of the it's the standards, right? It's the standards and the subclasses, and not even all of the subclasses. They have plans to release more of those in the future, uh, or as the game goes on, or DLC becomes available, or whatever, because they want to make this a long lasting Baldur's Gate game. Uh, but as of right now, artificers are not an option. It's like the core 5e experience. Yeah. So you have your your rogues, your fighters, your paladins, your druids, your sorcerers, your wizards. Uh, yeah. No. Nothing else. So it's basically just the PHB. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I, mm-hmm. I, I've actually forgotten artificers aren't in the PHB because they just feel so much like a part of the main game. Right. Yeah. It really does. At this point, I think the expanded classes just feel sort of core to us. So. Mm-hmm. But. To answer your question, Tatsemi, um, I would probably put the Comrade's Hammer in BG3 uh, so I could just one-shot kill things with my gun. And uh, I would put... Oh, oh we could yeah. put Skippy into Baldur's Gate 3 and have a conversation between Asterion and Skippy. Yeah, no. Uh, Asterion can get <laughs> thrown under a bush. In fact, I would put Asterion in BG th- in Cyberpunk so I can watch him die. <laughs> I hate Asterion, guys. Get on board. We hate Asterion now. And my phone just thinks I should hate Asterion. Shut up, phone. Yep, shut up, phone. <laughs> no one asked you. I know you love Asterion. Everybody loves Asterion. I hate Asterion. I don't I, hate your actor. I, if I only, like I only keep like Asterion around because I need to pick locks. And that's it. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. I, I made Will. I get. I took like one level of Rogue with Will just so I didn't have to bring Asterion anywhere anymore. Ugh. It's like, I don't like you. But regardless, they, that's what I would do. I would bring Comrades Hammer to BG3 so that like dragons would be like, oh, God. And I'd blow them up with that thing. And I would bring Asterion to Cyberpunk so you could find him in an alley somewhere and, and loot a data shard from him that would be complaining and hitting on you inappropriately at odd moments. <sighs> don't like that guy at all. <laughs> that guy's like Anders without any of the charm. Oh, wow. That is- no, no. That's... That's a burn. That's a bad one. That is a bad burn, yes. And it's not really true. Uh, Asterion has much more personality than Anders. Not once does Asterion whine, oh no! You know, like, here, I can spells. And here's the weird thing, right? Like, I'm not not the total like deviate, but I mean, let's let's be honest. People love it when we do this. Uh, in my playthrough, Asterion is not hitting on me, and it is not air quote thirsty. It's Gale. Gale will not stop. Oh yeah, Gale does that too. But I, I. Only if you like let him do his magic thing, you know, when he does the magic thing where he's showing you Mistra and talking about like I you just, can try too if you want. Yeah, but if he, you don't do that, he won't. He doesn't get hot for you. Interesting. Well, he got hot for me before that. Then I did that, and then he. I was like, yeah, oh, now I know. What, now I know what's going on. Crap. <laughs> yeah, Gale is kind of the. Uh, um, oh bloody heck! I can't remember his name from uh, Mass Effect. The the psionic who's constantly having headaches. 
Kaiden. Kaiden. Yeah, he's like the Kaiden of the of this game, but creepier. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. How is that possible? Oh my god. It is though, man. Because he's constantly like he's got a line of patter he breaks out at you in the beginning. Uh-huh. And it's funny when it's just him being awkward, but when he keeps using it to kind of insinuate that after he I don't want to spoil the game, so after his last relationship ended he was like, you know, he's now looking to be he, his wound healed from that relationship. It's like, dude, she broke up with you for a reason. And it's a good reason. I break up with you for that reason. But again, I don't want to spoil things. So uh, yeah, I just look at, I look at Gal and I'm like, your toxic trait is you're a wizard. Yeah. <laughs> his toxic trait is that he thinks everything is about a wizardry. Yeah. Like, like yeah. straight up. I, I, we could, we could talk about this for, and I am really mad. I did. I wanted to talk about it in the pre-show. Maybe Carlac we'll do is it. the base relationship in the game. She's absolutely the Car- best. Carlac is the like the best one. She is probably the mm-hmm. best NPC. This is this is all wildly off topic. We're, we should probably talk about this and maybe next week's pre-show because we could go yeah, for probably. a while or a tavern watch or something. Uh, but right now, I feel like we're kind of out of time. But I do want to actually try to get like a real question in here. So that was uh, a real question. It yeah, is a real question. One that you know we actually sort of answer from time to time. We did answer. Uh, we kind of, all right, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> am, am I insane or is it just feasible that Azeroth is going to be destroyed? I don't know where I got this one. It's not Ulya, it's not Tetsemi. I don't know where I got it, but am I insane or is it just feasible that Azeroth is going to be destroyed? Uh, Joe. Azeroth will never be destroyed because it is the MacGuffin. Uh, you don't destroy the MacGuffin. It's writing 101. It, Azeroth is sort of like the the linchpin of all the storytelling, especially as of late. Um, it always was sort of like the covetous jewel uh, for the Pantheon and Sargeras and Legion and everything else. Uh, but without Azeroth, it's not, there's no Warcraft, right? Like, where are we going to go? We're going to live on in spaceships and hang out with the Draenei? I mean, that that's okay. Don't get me wrong. Like, I like You're fantasy. making it sound bad, but. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Fantasy Star Online, but I played Fantasy Star Online. I don't want that in my war- my Warcraft. Um the imminent threat of consumption, I think, is always going to be a thing, but I don't think we'll ever see a scenario where Azeroth ever really gets destroyed unless we get to a point where World of Warcraft is being sunset. And then if you like in the ways of Star Wars galaxies, when it went away, um, you know, you have a huge galaxy ending event where at the end of it, mm-hmm. everything is gone. I don't think we're ever going to see Azeroth go away. Liz? I I have no answer here. Joe has the better answer than I would ever give. So, yeah, I'm going with that. My answer is I hope not because then we're going to end up in a Mortal Kombat situation where they have to keep going back in time over and over again to fix it. <laughs> and then you have no idea what the storyline of this game is anymore. Also, Azeroth's um, where I keep all my stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, Although, yeah. To, be, to be fair, you could always blow up all your stuff and start over as a level one character. That, that can happen. Um, but, yeah, no, I don't. I don't want him to do it because like I said, then there's going to be all this time travel and we're going to end up like completely not knowing, okay, which, which, which me am I again? Am I the one that marries a dragon or am I the one who, Oh no, I'm the one who's horribly murdered and turned into a death knight. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> I'm hoping not, uh, but I think that's going to have to do it for us. Cause um, for one thing, I actually need to get some. Yeah. Um, so. All right. Well then my, that's my cue folks. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions of Patreon.com slash Blizzard Watch. Your continued support means that this podcast sighting community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, but it's just having your question answered on our podcast with a queue and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, Joe. Uh, thank you to both Joe and Liz for being here for the podcast, because if they weren't here, I wouldn't even know we answered a question just then. They actually had to tell me that we had answered a question. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, my, my week has been fascinating. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for being here. Uh, thank you for helping make the show good. And thank you to everybody watching, uh, listening, and otherwise participating in all this stuff. We thank you very much for being here. Uh, if you've got a question for the show, as always, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the subject line podcast of Blizzard Watch so we know it's for the show. Or you can head over to our Discord and you can use the Patreon Q and Podcast Questions channel if you're a patron. Thank you very much if you are. If you can't be a patron for whatever reason, we still love that you're around. You can use the uh, Q and Podcast Questions channel. And um, I should also mention, by the way, you can go to like Spotify or YouTube 
or I mean, I know that Apple has a, a, a podcast thing because I listen to us on that. And you can rate the podcast, which I've done, which is really self-serving, but I don't care. Uh, Apple doesn't ask, is this your podcast? So I'm like, okay, thumbs up. We're great. Um, you can go and you can give us a positive review uh, or you can, you know, leave comments. That's all great because it's engagement and engagement is what the algorithm demons want. Uh, as long as we feed them their, their precious engagement, they will leave us be to do our work, uh, which, which is what we're going for here. Um, so thank you for that. If you can do that. And uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here with us and we'll be back next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.